So for the last few weeks, we have been taking a slow walk through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, the cool thing about the Lord's Prayer is everybody knows it. There's not one person that hasn't heard, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have stuff against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and yours is the power, and yours is the glory. Amen. Now, the problem with being familiar with things is we just blow by it. We don't stop to consider, what is it that I have just prayed or I've just said? And so uh, I didn't intend on go on sl- slowing down, but every time I read it, it was like the Holy Spirit just kept saying, you slow down and take a look at what's happening here. And so there, there's, there's kind of a number of different uh, parts to this, and I'm just, I'm just finishing up the first part. And that is Jesus making an invitation to his disciples uh, to, to come into a place of knowing God. And so what we talked about the last couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm going to uh, reiterate them for you so you can get caught up with us, is that when Jesus said, our Father in heaven, he was talking about his Father and now bringing us to his Father and saying he's also our Father, which we know from the Bible, it talks about that we've been adopted as sons and daughters into the kingdom of God, right? And so he was saying, come, come into this relationship. And uh, if you want, you can listen to other to my previous stuff, because I had a lot of stuff in there. Um, but he wanted us to understand that this wasn't just a prayer. This was an invitation to come into a relationship with God. And then the second part, which we looked at last week, was hallowed be thy name. Most of us, when we think about God, we think of the high and holy God. And it keeps us feeling like I can't be close to him. And one of the things that Jesus was, was saying was, because of my holiness, I can now usher you into the presence of God. And again, we know from a number of scriptures that it says that we can come boldly before him. We don't have to be afraid. We can just come right in. And that is like a massive gift to, to, to actually have the high, holy God say, come close to me. Got it? So far so good? You guys nod your head and you say, we're on it. Okay. But today, we come to the third invitation in the beginning, and he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. This is the, in, the invitation for us to be able to say, I want to be part of what you're doing in, the, in life. Now, this morning, I was flying into San Jose. And every time I fly into this valley, I always get the same sense. And I always pray, Lord, please reveal yourself to these people. Because a number of years ago, 30-some years ago, when I first met Jesus, I was driving in a car along the 280, and, I, and it was at night, and I saw all the lights, and I, and I just had the sense that who is going to reach all of these people? Now, I wasn't living here at the time, uh, I w- and, and I probably, you know, like, Lord, send someone, send anyone, anyone to, to, to share the gospel w- with these people. And then I realized uh, a couple years later after that event that I was it. I was part of being, like, sending them over there. But 
over the years, I still, when I fly in, I look at all those houses and I realize that only maybe 5% uh, max of people are people that are following Jesus as disciples. And it breaks my heart and I say the same prayer, Lord, help us, send us, your kingdom come, your will be done. Reveal to yourself Jesus, because that's what Jesus, that's what part of this prayer was. He wanted us to be part of his purposes. And that's pretty exciting, except that you're saying, I already have a job, which is what I said, right? Because every time the, the pastor's like, okay, you know, we ought to get busy doing my, my agenda. And you're like, I already have two jobs, right? Because don't we feel that way when we say, your, your kingdom come, your will be done? We're like, oh no, now we have to switch tracks. And, uh, and, and I have to get on God's plan. Uh, which is really what Jesus was doing with us. And he was saying, the things of this world are passing away quickly. Do you know that? How many of or some of us older people were going, I remember when. I, I went, uh, the reason we were traveling yesterday was I was with, uh, I was watching my nephew play football, his last game uh, at, his, at his college. And, uh, you know, he'd been playing for four years. Well, not really four years, but three years. And this was his last game. And all of the family flew down uh, to, to watch him play. But I was with another dad, and he also had four children. And he says the same thing I tell every parent. They grew so quickly. They, 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 I, I can't believe he's a senior in college now. And, and somehow that by saying that, we've missed how quick this life goes by. And we miss those moments. If you're a parent today and you still have kids at home, don't rush by. Don't rush by. They need you. They need you. Okay. So let's, uh, let's talk for just a couple minutes about the kingdom. And uh, so Jesus, he, he's, he makes a statement, your kingdom come. And one of the things he's doing is, is he is switching us and saying, I want to invite you into my purposes. Because this world is passing away quickly, you might invest your time and your energy in getting something that's going to disappear. I talk to a lot of people that are like, we're chasing after the American dream. It's a beautiful thing, a big house, and, and, and someday I'll be, I'll be retired whatever that means. And Jesus is like, don't waste your time. Because what the kingdom is about is about people, right? It's about people. It's about sharing our lives and sharing the love of Jesus with everyone. That's the, that's the track he's wanting to, to get involved in. Now, I know this morning looking at you guys, I'm going, I am talking to the choir. Uh, because you guys are already committed to this thing, but there's some online this morning. Okay, you guys, I, don't, I can't see you, but I know you're the ones I'm talking to this morning. Uh, but he's giving us this invitation to switch tracks of what we've been pursuing and m- move to his track. You remember him saying, and he says it right, right before this prayer, he says, I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. I am endeavoring to do this myself. This is so difficult, isn't it? Because the world is constantly saying, come here, come here, you know, come my way. Uh, or is it just me? Does anybody else hear, hear, that, hear that clarion call of saying, you can have it all. 
And when Jesus instead says, yes, you can, but for those that are following me, you have to come in this way. All right. So what is the kingdom of God? Let's do a, do a quick recital of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of any realm is where the ruler has rulership. And so when Jesus invites us to pray, he says, your kingdom come, then immediately in our hearts, we have to say, oh no, you are asking me to find myself under your rulership rather than under my own. Most of us like God to just be, you know, somebody that helps us on the side instead of us saying, you're the king, I am me, you tell me which direction we're going in. Shall we stop at this point and say, Lord, we don't like this. It's okay, because when I read my Bible, I do, I argue with, I argue with it. I'm like, Lord, I like my kingdom. My realm is pretty cool. And I just need you to help me, to give me some stuff, to make sure that I can get over the top. But Jesus is saying, where your fulfillment is, is when you align to him. Isn't that beautiful? And so I want to invite us to say this, your kingdom come, because the first rulership he needs to make is not in all of the Silicon Valley. When I'm flying over, I'm saying, Lord, you be king of all, king of, all of this. And he says, can I be the king of you first? Well... It'd be easier if you were just the king of everybody else and let me rule my own life. Does that make sense? I'm not looking at anyone (laughs) except the mirror. Because I am like you. When I look at this and I say, what does this really mean for me? I am very challenged by it because there's so many things that, that call to me in this world. So he says, focus on this. Make this important. Make what I'm interested in what you're interested in. All right, we're okay? Everybody good so far? I haven't hurt you. Okay, good. So he says, your kingdom comes. So we're make, we're make, he's saying, make this invitation. Okay, Lord, you have your way. You be the ruler of my heart. And then we can expand that, of course, to our family. Because how many know that sometimes your children have difficulties? Sometimes they, I mean, really, first they have to learn to obey you. But ultimately, their obedience for us is so that they'll learn to obey God because that's the kind of the, the, the progression. And I know like some people want, you know, it's like, God, will you get a hold of my kid? And he's like, I'll get a hold of you. And then you teach them how to obey. And then, then it'll, they'll learn to obey me. And that's really what we want for our children, right? Because someday they're going to grow up, which they did in my house. And I want them to know God and to follow him. Okay. So let's pause. If you can say it honestly, Jesus says, pray this way, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come in me. So will you join me in that? You don't have to say it out loud, but sometime this week, when you're praying through the Lord's Prayer, say, Lord, you have your way in me. Amen. All right. Then he takes it one more level. He says, your will be done. Yow. Challenging, right? Because my will sometimes isn't his will. 
And this is called discipleship. When Jesus came to, to walk with us, he called us to be disciples, not just believers. A lot of people are like, I believe in God. And of course, the Bible also says the devil believes in God. That doesn't mean there's a lot of believers out here. <laughs> you know, but instead, uh, when we just say, I believe in God, it's different than saying, I, I want to follow you. And when Jesus called people to be with him, he said, come and follow me. Now, the problem with discipleship is, is he has different lessons for each and every one of us every day, right? When he, when we're, uh, you know, expressing ourselves through the day, he might say, let's not talk that way. Has anybody ever said anything wrong to someone? Okay. Uh, you know, sometimes he's working on our, our language. He worked, he's, he's been working on mine a lot. Uh, sometimes he's working on our generosity. Sometimes he's, he's working on our gratefulness. Because I'll tell you, it's easy to look at, at the world and say, there is nothing right going with it. Or to look at the world and say, man, there are so many good things going on, right? And a lot of times it's easy for us to look at the negative side of things. How many know we had some kind of election this week? All right, anybody participate? Yeah, I did. I, I, I participated. Did everybody get what you wanted? Okay, you know, which is great because the, the, the American system of politics is that no one gets what they really want. And as long as it's broken, then it works. And if it ever is like we all get what we want, uh, then, then the, thing, the thing crumbles. But I've heard a few people, you know, express disappointment. Disappointment about this, disappointment about this. But I would rather express we live in a fantastic country. Last time I checked, I've been, I've been a bunch of different places in the world. I'm not, when I'm thinking about moving out of California, I don't think I want to go to one of those places. Actually, I don't want to go anywhere. Because I see, if I, I can seek first the kingdom here and everything can get added right here in California, not Florida, Texas, or Tennessee. <laughs> Oh, that, which is okay if you're going that direction. I, I, don't, I don't mean that in, in a bad way. Uh, but Jesus has different lessons for each and every one of us. I had a lesson this morning. Uh, we were getting picked up uh, to get my car because I parked at, at the cheapest place I could find uh, to park my car. I was going to take an Uber, but Uber's like gone through the roof. You know, it's like, you know, 40 bucks a ride and from my house. I'm like, 80 bucks, forget it. I'm going to find a cheap parking spot. And I thought it was like close to the airport, you know, but it was like in this burnout warehouse, you know, down way far from the, you know, it was five bucks. What do I expect? Uh, so, but, you know, as, as I was driving, as we were getting dropped off, and it actually worked out pretty good. It was, it, it worked out. It took a little more time than I was expecting. Um, but I normally don't tip, you know, those guys, you know, the guys that drive you back and forth. But I, I just felt like this guy's working hard. You know, he's up early in the morning picking up a bunch of, you know, guys like me. You should give him something. And I, I didn't hesitate, but how many times have I hesitated for a lousy $5 that's going to make his day and my day's not going to be ruined at all by, by that? Right? Um, in fact, you know, one of the things I've learned in life is that things that you give away, you don't think about. 
You only think about the things that you keep. And unfortunately, we have a lot of stuff that we've kept. At least at my house, my garage is full of things I've kept. But if I gave them away, I wouldn't be thinking about it later today. Okay, so your will be done. Uh, I just want to encourage in this step, the step to discipleship is that Jesus is constantly talking to us and saying, how, how can you follow me more closely? And, and listen for him. If he says, hey, throw the guy five bucks, give him five bucks. If he's, you know, there's a lot of different ways that God speaks to us. And for sure, if you're speaking negatively about life, that will hurt your soul. And Jesus wants us, it says, do everything without complaining or arguing. Good luck with that. All right. <laughs> and then he says on, on, on heaven, uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm like, why does Jesus say certain things? You know, a, a lot of us, when we're reading uh, the Bible, and especially the things of Jesus, uh, we, don't read the, we don't read it very closely. And, and so I'm always asking myself, why didn't he just say, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done. And let's go on to the next thing. But he says, on earth as it is in heaven. And it just occurred to me that Jesus was doing something extremely powerful for us. Because we know that in the heavenlies, God is already ruling. He's already taking care of business. But where we really need help is right here. And he's inviting us to say, you know, really to say the most powerful thing in the world is God I want you to take care of what's concerning me. And I, I want to, um, I'm going to take two minutes and explain, uh, explain something about the, the kingdom in the Bible. Because, so the Bible teaches us that before Adam and Eve, it's very possible that Satan ruled the earth, but then he fell away from God. And God gave Adam and Eve dominion over the earth. And then they sinned, and it reverted back to Satan's kingdom, right? Uh, how do we know this? Uh, because the Bible teaches us that this is the kingdom of, of the enemy, right? And Jesus, uh, when he was being uh, tested by the devil, it says that the devil said, I will give this realm to you. And Jesus didn't argue with him. He didn't say, oh, it's not yours to give. This is God's realm. But he didn't argue with him. He just told him, listen, this is not how I'm supposed to do it. I am going to go to the cross for you, and I'm going to give you this kingdom. And then uh, there was these other two kingdoms. There's this kingdom where uh, God made a covenant with this group of people, the Israelites, and and he said, I want to rule you as the king. And it's kind of a it's a picture in the Bible of how we're supposed to be ruled right now, right? But then what happened to this group of people? Do you remember? He said, God is not good enough for us to be king. We want another king. And so he says, they they say, and, and they, they broke covenant with God. And they said, We want a human king. Has anybody heard that lately? <laughs> I'll trump that. Okay, just go, you know. Everybody wants some kind of human king. We don't need a human king. We need King Jesus. All right, I'm wrapping up. Okay, now Jesus, what he did on the cross, 
was he restored both the Israel kingship, because he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and he's also going to take full dominion over the earth. How do I know this? Because in Revelation eleven fifteen it says this, The seventh angel sounded his trumpet. There were loud voices in heaven, which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. Now, why am I saying this as I'm wrapping this morning? Is because we get a chance to experience the fulfillment of God every time we pray this prayer. That we can say, Lord, let your purposes, your kingdom come, let your will be done day to day on earth as it is in heaven. And we can actually live as if God were ruling today. And when we do that, it's amazing what God does around us. You guys good? Are you ready to pray that? It's a tough one to pray through. Jesus didn't give any light assignments. This is not a light assignment. Because when we meditate upon this, he calls us closer and closer and deeper and deeper to the things that he wants to, to do. Okay. So I'm going to pray... And then we're going to do our. We're going to finish off with our sacred reading this morning. Sound good? All right. Oh, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let your kingdom come and your will be done. In my life, in my family, in our lives, in our church, in this school, you be the king over all of us. I take myself off of the throne of my life and instead I seek first your kingdom, your reign to be in my life. And Lord, as we now surrender ourselves to your kingship, we pray that you'd put together the things that are concerning our lives that are out of, out of control and we put them into your control for you to accomplish great things. And we thank you that you've now invited us and we have now put ourselves into your hands as we pray this prayer. And I pray that each time we pray it, it wouldn't be some act, some just activity that we do as a religious thing, but instead that we would truly be inviting you into every part of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless those who are sharing with us online. May you have a wonderful week. Continue to meditate upon these things. And uh, for the rest of us, we're going to have lunch in just a minute. If you're joining us, uh, if you're here, you would enjoy this lunch. Uh, but since you're not, we just thank you for joining us. So God bless you. We'll see you guys later.